This is the podcast for May 13th, 2011. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from the Skype connection at the end of the world. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. Hey, baby. How's it hey. Going? Hey. How are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. It's the, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at the Armageddon next week, I believe. Next Saturday at... 8 p.m., I think, Eastern Time. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's a party on Facebook after. (laughs) Of course there is. (laughs) Yeah, this this spares me all that, you know, where shall I go on Memorial Day nonsense? Yes, there you go. To hell. I'm going to burn in hell along with the rest of the (laughs) infidels. So, you know. Yeah, I'm waiting for the rapture. I'm waiting for all those uh, those people who don't have their, you know, rapture I'm waiting for the rapture so I can take their minivan. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Are you using this? I'm in no, the market for a minivan, so yeah. Hey, they they they, they were raptured, but they left behind some excellent weed. Great stuff. <laughs> excellent. Good for you. I don't think they're going to leave any any of that behind. Yeah. I, think, I think people are emptying out their bank accounts who believe yeah. in this. I don't think they're going to leave any weed behind. I think they want to well, be those that are. I don't know. Is is there an overlap between pot smokers and people that believe that the world is going to end next Saturday? You don't you don't know much about hippie church, do you, there, Blue Gal? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't. No, I think probably the the, the uh, most of the uh, weed smoking Christians I know or have known in my life were not very much into the whole. But they they stopped right around Luke. Yeah. Okay. You know, Revelations was like. Dude, that is some <laughs> fucked up shit. Yeah, that, that, you know he was smoking something that was laced with something else. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I unfairly, I mean, the people I, I hung out with um, when we talked such things until three in the morning uh, were were disturbingly bright, quirky, strange, mm-hmm. funny people. Actually, you know, and, I would pay money to hear Tommy Chong reading the Book of Revelation. Oh yeah, yeah. And man. There was a beast with seven horns, man, and ten heads. <laughs> yeah, well, would, we were, we're cursed. <laughs> we were cursed as researchers. You know, we we being geeky young men didn't know anything about the world except how to find out through the library what was going on. Yeah. and so we, you know, we researched the Bible early. Oh, that's they're talking about. Um, they're talking about Rome. They're talking yeah. about yeah. Babylon. They're talking. This is this yeah. is all code for actual historical events that are happening. Right. At or around, and there's a whole there's a whole um, um, history in Judaism of revelatory um, writings, and you you always write about the last oppression you had because you can't write about the present one because the present one will get your ass kicked, and the Romans will kill you, or the Egyptians will kill you. And it was it was all oh it's code okay I get it. People wait a minute people take this shit seriously. They really think that you know they, they got to get a rapture buddy really anyway. Enough of this God talk, Blue well, Gal. Well, you know, I was just wondering, in the spirit of forgiveness, are you ready to rain? Are we going to rein in on our Medicare attacks on GOP freshmen? Because they wrote a letter to Obama, you know, asking Absolutely. for mercy. What comes <laughs> for mercy, for, Gal? Actually, you know, what's funny is they didn't ask for mercy. They just said, Let both sides do it. Yeah. What what comes before forgiveness yeah. and redemption? Yeah. Atonement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Listen, fuckos, when you start apologizing for the last 16 years of behavior and when well, I find out – Or just out for lying wrong, about the Medicare vote that the Democrats made. Yeah. If, you know, well, that's the point but, is they were saying both sides do it. Like no. all the all – the, uh, we know that we 
made hay about the Democrats' Medicare vote on the health care bill mm-hmm. uh, and, and lied and said, it's going to cut your Medicare mm-hmm. and got votes for that. And now well, they know. actually voted to privatize Medicare and they want mercy. So, mm-hmm. Well, and here's a, here's a joke that you're free to cut out, Blue Gal, because I just made it up on the spot. It might not be tasteful, but mm-hmm. um, what does <laughs> – what did the Republican who was caught in the dumpster over the body of the hooker he just slayed with the knife in his hand and blood covering his shirt? What's the, what are the first words out of his mouth? Both sides do it. I'm sure my enemies will use this, this against, is against me. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is what happens when you're free of a conscience. When you simply let your conscience go and you put it into a little jar and bury yeah. it in the backyard. You can go out and say shit like that and, and you don't, you know, this is why there is no rapture coming because for Republicans to demagogue, for scare, to scare the hell out of old people that, you know, and we all have dear loved ones in our family who are of an age where they need Medicare. Yeah. To scare the hell out of those people that the evil liberals are going to try to take your Medicare away from you through Obamacare and, and scare enough of them into voting for them and then turn right back around and actually gut Medicare. Yeah, and then your your response to that is, please stop mentioning this in public because it's making us look bad. You really don't have a conscience, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because a normal human being would have a would blush, would have some sort of reaction, would have some sort of acknowledgement that five seconds ago I said the exact opposite. But Republicans don't, and that's so. Well, that's not what we're going to no. talk about tonight because I I'm too depressed about the future to talk about <laughs> Republicans actually in terms of. What's happening to this country? But to talk about Republicans and language, we're having a role reversal tonight. Okay. Because I'm I'm I have been um, in my in my day job, mm-hmm. my temporary day job. I've been around people who have a very very positive outlook on the future, who take on some of the toughest work mm-hmm. and and hardest jobs, and and are resilient about trying to save the world for the least of these. Mm. And just being around those people makes me hopeful. So. Good. I'll be I'll be the I'll be the chipper. You're gonna be um, the you're gonna be the optimistic one tonight, okay? Yeah, the yeah. Pollyanna, well, if you will. Yes, right. Pollyanna, if you will. Yes. But talking about Republicans and language and how, mm-hmm. and and not just well, they're a bunch of fucking liars and that's it. There mm-hmm. really there have been two articles on the web this week. One in BuzzFlash and the other in oh the other one in, uh, on ourfuture.org. dot org. And there's a the, third one coming. On, 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 by, Drift on Drift Glass, on yeah. Yes. If Blogger wasn't down, it'd be up now. It'd be so. up now. But and also just the whole concept of Newt Gingrich's announcement in general is mm-hmm. fodder for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Richard Esco wrote an article for Campaign for America's Future that has gotten a lot of buzz this week called Alice in Medicare Land. One voucher makes you larger and <laughs> and I've been trying to rewrite the lyrics to that song, Go Ask Ryan <laughs> of White Rabbit. And it's, it's like, yeah. you know, and the yeah. voucher Ryan gives you won't get you anything at all. Oh, that's very good. Go ask Ryan if he Wait, hit sh- that don't wall. Give this, don't give it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll delete the whole thing. I did find a karaoke version of White Rabbit so I could oh. sing over it. Yeah. So I might actually make that video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. Coming up. But yeah. Go ask Ryan if he if he's hit that wall. Yeah. You know. So yeah. we'll see. Anyway, 
Alice in Medicare land. The rabbit hole's got nothing on this place. Let's save Social Security from a 25% cut in 27 years by cutting more than that starting now. And it really is. The that Mad Hatter, you know, just yeah. But but I was saying this in two thousand nine, in two thousand in December of two thousand eight. I made an Alice in Wonderland video. I don't know if yes, you remember you did. that. I do, and really good. Was it the black and white one? It was the black and white one, and yeah. and the Mad Hatter's Tea Party was America is a center right nation. The liberal media cost us this election, and yeah. if only. There had not been such a liberal media. John McCain would have won. Yes. 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 So that was the reason why. That was that's the why he why. lost. Yeah. So there is this disconnect, and I think it goes back to to the the guy pre Iraq War in the Bush administration. Oh, we create our own reality. Yes. Yes. But, you know, if you just close your eyes and believe enough, you can elevate. And, and the elephant the, in the room. For, for our, our viewers out there, our listeners out there, that is a reminder. If you're wondering where the r- word reality-based community came from, it was from that little That guy, talk yeah. By the guy who said, you know, um, you people in the reality-based community, you know, will study us because we make our own reality. Man, mm-hmm. we change the nature of reality. And while you're studying that, we'll move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just blow your mind because we are history's actors and you're just history's observers. And, and this guy really was smoking Atlas Shrug. Yeah, and, yeah. But, yeah. but he was total, absolute – this was unfiltered conservative id coming to the surface, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. we can literally torture reality yep. into becoming anything we want. Mm-hmm. And the, the, there was – people forget. It's slipping away from us because you know it happened in the past, Blue Gale, and the past doesn't count. Um, but it's slipping – that Republicans really – Honest to God, swear to God, believe that they could just – if they could just find a big enough car battery to hook up to reality's testicles, yep. they could force it to become anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they would never have to pay the price for the 90s. They would never have to pay the price for 9-11. They would never have to pay the price for anything. And that blew up in their face in 2008, which is what caused the freak out, which caused yep. – and the backlash against that is what led us to Paul Ryan and – well, Alaska. yeah, and, and, and the second article, just briefly, uh, Ann Davido on BuzzFlash, she writes for a column called Finding a Voice, and just one sentence from that where she talks about, today we continue to suffer from the effects of policies that were insufficiently fleshed out, apparently on the assumption that floating a few inflammatory phrases would carry the conservative mantra across the finish line. And it darn near seems to have accomplished that goal. Mm-hmm. Because you can just have Condoleezza Rice say, it's 2002. Right. Which is basically what she said to Lawrence O'Donnell last week. Which was, mm-hmm. you know, no, he was a bad man. We have all of this argument for why we went to war about how bad Saddam Hussein was. And we had to get rid of him. Right. And nothing about yellow cake and nothing about aluminum tubes and nothing no, about WMD yeah. and nothing about all of the lies and lies and lies. And nothing about, uh, you know, the the millions and millions of dollars that Dick Cheney made while in office in one year mm-hmm. in stock options from from getting well, from getting Americans killed. Yeah. From getting yeah. Americans killed, you know there there's a it's I'm not, not sure just, where it's from. It's not it's not a jobs killer, Driftglass. It's just a killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, from from my soon to be published post, there's a saying, as I understand it, among 
among the junkies mm-hmm. down on the street that's, that goes something like, lying is the song of the streets. Mm. And what that means is that there are people on the street who are slinging rock mm-hmm. who just lie all the time. They lie by reflex. Mm-hmm. They, they don't expect you to believe them. They just, they, they just barrage you with a fire hose of lies at, mm-hmm. at, at an effort to keep you at bay. They don't care if you believe it or not. They want to keep you confused and, and off balance long enough for them to get to their next high. Right. So and, that they're, they just want you to react to them regardless of what they're saying. Yeah. And there, there's yeah. an actual term. I, I looked this up. I, I wrote a post about it probably four or five years ago and I've, I've pulled it out of the cold storage because of Gingrich and because of what the, the topic we're talking about this week. There's a uh, syndrome that professionals once referred to as Ganser syndrome, hmm. um, also called Balderdash syndrome or the syndrome of approximate answers, which is deliberately giving people false answers just to fuck with them. Oh. And you can't help it. You just can't help yourself. No matter what the question is, it's, well, you know, liberals cause 9-11. Well, you know, hurricanes are caused by gays. It sounds like Andrew and- Breitbart. It is. It really is. And, and, and when you apply, when you, when you start looking at the conservative movement as a whole, not as a bunch of individual actors right. acting right. in some, in some way, but when you step back and look at it from the, from the Rupert Murdoch perspective, what you see are literally thousands of people, thousands of people, Blue Gal, imagine that. Yeah. Thousands of people lying all the time every day about everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look over to the mainstream media and you realize, wait, the same Protocol, the same excuse, the same the same syndrome that's making Andrew Breitbart rich and making um, Glenn Beck rich is also making David Gregory rich. Yeah, yeah. And David, and how Brooks are their stocks doing? As I said in my post yesterday, absolutely right. Because yeah. not calling people on their lies, not you know, we keep waiting on the left. This is this is what drives me nuts about about my my liberal brothers and sisters is we keep waiting for. A, a, an omnipotent referee to step in and mm. end this crazy fucking lunacy. Yeah. You know, in, in a better world, Nuke Gingrich would be a fucking laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And in this world, he's, <laughs> he's possibly going to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. Now, it's not likely to happen, but nobody has laughed him off the stage. Yeah. Nobody well, and has, there's no, has, this, one of the problems we have here, frankly, is mm-hmm. that there's, there's only one other than George W. Bush, there's only one ex-president who's a Republican, mm-hmm. and that's George Bush Sr. Bill Clinton? Oh, I'm sorry. That was oh, See what I did there, Blue Gale? See what I did? That was seamless. I flipped that right around on you. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to get a lot, of, a lot of laughs from that one. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, what can I say? Uh, yeah, uh, but there is only technically one Republican yeah, ex-president alive. And he's the father he, who stayed quiet for eight years. You know, so it's, uh, there's no one, there's no standard bearer. You know, if it, I can imagine if Eisenhower were alive today, what he'd say, you know, and how he'd call everyone out. And I, you know, if, if Bush uh, Sr. were 30 years younger yeah, and had, uh, and didn't have his son in the way, and his son's failures in the way I can imagine him stepping up to the plate and saying, "Look, we need some sanity in this party." Well, sure. But other but than that, it, it, there is nobody. There was, was ground. That, that's the thing. Um, you know, I, 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 the further George H. W. Bush recedes into memory, yeah, and the more sort of grotesque the Republican Party has become, sort of mm-hmm. unforgivable, monstrous, yeah. irredeemably bad, ash heap of history ready they've become. Um, 
the more – I don't look back fondly on No, George and I haven't Bush. forgotten Iran-Contra and his plausible deniability bullshit yeah. either. Well, know. I haven't forgotten you know, the, the director of the CIA not yeah, knowing no. stuff. You know, that's, but there was a yeah. different party then. Yeah. And, and there, was, there was a ground on which you could stand and make an argument that but, – but you know, in a sense, and this is – you and I will talk at later – some later date or again about um, – the good old days of debates between Gore Vidal and Bill Buckley yeah, and yeah, the good old days of, you know, time, of, te- yeah. of actual smart people on television engaging in actual ideas. But, um, you know, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, Daddy Bush is is in a sense the guy who sold out his principles exactly in public for the first time. Yep. You know, he was the guy who called Reaganomics for what it was. It yeah, was voodoo, voodoo economics. economics. Yep. That was his and word. He was right. And he to to win, and this is this is sort of coming to me now as we talk about this in, in kind of a fresh way. Um, to win an election, he sold out his principles. Mm-hmm. And George H. W. Bush is the guy, as I understand, who hired a joke writer. Yeah. To give him fresh material to talk to Reagan about every day because he needed to suck up to this you know dim-witted, warmongering actor. Who was taking the country over the cliff? Mm-hmm. And he, because he wanted to be president, and he knew that the only way for him to be president was to get the Reagan people to like him. Yes. And it was like, so George H. W. Bush was the great capitulator. If Reagan was the great communicator, George H. W. Bush was the one who sold his principles out in public, showed his ass in public, in exchange for power. And once that happened, the right, the core of the right, the racist Falwell bigot, Breitbart, Limbaugh, core of the right, realized what they could make those people do. They could make them fucking dance. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing it ever since. And, they dri- and then, then they'd finally just given up playing with them at all and driven them out of the party. Yep. They, they brought it on themselves, Blue Gal. They brought it on themselves. I want to f- finish up tonight by talking about this whole thing about the poet Common, who was at the yeah. White House last night. Yeah. And just um, one angle that I didn't see Lawrence cover and that I think we need to just watch for as we progress to 2012 is the hilarious Fox News freakout, the collective freakout that happens and will continue to happen every single time Barack Obama reaches out to the African-American base. Oh, yeah. And calling him a thug rapper and... Sarah Palin yeah. all of a sudden lifting her pinky from her teacup and saying, oh, lovely, White House, she said yeah. sarcastically in this, yeah. on Twitter, of course, bounced her illegitimate grandchild on one knee and her <laughs> teacup in the other yeah. and pinky in the air, said, lovely. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, there's going to be this collective freakout, and, and it'll be interesting to watch. We are going to see this president go home to his base. And ask for votes in a way that a lot of us, my, and I totally include myself because I'm a little white woman from Ohio. There will huh? be communications and ways of communicating that I won't get and that won't be directed at me in the next 18 months. I raised an objection to the Obama website during the transition calling him Barack. Mm-hmm. The familiarity of it. Yeah. And I, I wait a minute. We just elected him president. He's president-elect right. Obama. You know, mm-hmm. we worked hard to get him the title <laughs> president-elect Obama. And yeah. 
respect. The Obama website said Barack's plan for the economy as a headline. Yeah. Yep. And I didn't yep. get it. I just did not get that. And someone had to set me aside an email and say, you know, he's not talking to you. <laughs> no. When he uses his first name. He's not talking to you. No. And he, so he's got you. He's got me. Yeah, he's got the little white liberal lady out in the cornfield <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pulling one or two sentences or lyrics out of an entire body of work. Well, that's like yeah. some, you know, some some damnable phrase or two out of the Bible and saying, you know. Oh, yeah, well, not, we could do but, that, too. Sure, sure. Yeah. Let's let's get out Leviticus and find out what you yeah. think of that poetry. Why don't we Can do I, that? Um, yeah. Can I kill, uh, how, how do I kill my wife for using more than one thread? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So, so Carl Rove's shock and outrage over something that's just black and outsider, you know, in 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 not even code, you know, calling him a thug, thug yeah. rapper, you know, it, that's not code. That's just. And you remember? We all remember when when Carl Rove and Dancing Dave. Um, oh yeah. Gregory, who yeah, got his David name from rap yeah. music and rapping. Yeah. At a White House press, you know, this is when David Gregory finally wrapped his mouth firmly around the. <laughs> That's enough. Okay, we know where you're going with that. Right. <laughs> I don't want a visual right. of that. I don't want a visual of <laughs> David Gregory fellating Carl Rove. I just I wasn't don't. Going to go there at all. I was going to say bait and tackle, but oh you know, yeah, okay. I was going to say wedding tackle. I was going to say twigs and berries, but uh, you know, you had to go there. Wieners and beans. Okay. Franks <laughs> yeah. and beans. That's right. Right. Anyway. Yeah, uh, the idea that Carl Rove, you know, th- that they bust out with, it's no longer even coded. Yeah, well, and, it, and that's the other part about Republicans and language is that they think it's coded. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it just, it's not. So. In the same way my cat thinks when she closes her eyes, I can't see her. <laughs> and, do you have anything else you want to say about Republicans and language? Do you re- Do you want to talk about... David Brooks's column this week? Oh, no, it'll just make me angry. Okay, really. well, yeah, go read Drift Glass. Yeah, everyone. I, I think it's a pretty good it's, column. I it's think a I very good what? response to David Brooks talking about how, you know, we shouldn't be spending money on men of a certain age. We should be spending money on making sure that young men can find a spouse. That's really oh, where the energy needs to go. Yeah. Uh, somebody, and I, and I don't know who it is because I don't have that in front of me, but um, someone on Twitter who, mm-hmm. who very accurately put it this way, David Brooks, it, it, it boils down like this. David Brooks thinks um, middle-aged men are lazy. The solution, dismantle Medicare. Yeah, yeah. And it really does come down to yep. it, yep. it is just any any route I can find, any popular culture route, any headline route I can find to the real thing I want to do, which is yeah. get rid of the New Deal. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of Medicare. Get rid of all those social programs that, that, that conservatives hate. They'll take. So David Brooks takes, first of all, lies about this, this the condition of employment, lies about virtually everybody I know who's out of work, who yeah. really wants a job and worked and work their ass off when they had a job. And works their ass off on the jobs they have now, trying to get back into the middle class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, but you know, it's the let me cake argument. David yeah. Brooks clearly um, is not operating in a meritocracy because a mediocrity like that, a hack, a, a complete hack tool of the empire that David Brooks is, 
if he lived in a meritocracy, would be wearing a paper hat asking me if I wanted fries with that. He has, you know, he is a talentless sucker of the Republican dick. And that's what he gets paid a lot of money to do. And of course, he has to tell them what they want to hear, which is. Well, and, and that's getting back just to this very specific column. There was such a lack of understanding of the human condition, period. Well, let alone what this economy has actually done to people. And yeah. not, I mean, he just doesn't get it. He really just doesn't get it. Which leads me to what I thought was the most pitch-perfect, beautiful moment of the week. Which is, <laughs> really? do, you, do you know which senator to- told the oil company barons in the Senate that they were out of touch and that they were not paying their quote-unquote fair share of taxes? Stop. You know which senator did that to them today? Oh, tell me. Tell me, Blue Gal. Tell His me. last name, and this is just so perfect, is Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at the TV and went, yes! <laughs> oh. Oh, it just made my week. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, John oh. D. is pinwheel. John D. Rockefeller is spinning in his grave, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, oh. yeah, you know, Jay did a good job today. So that it it was it just made me That's smile. Sweet. That <laughs> it just sweet. made me smile. <laughs> sweet blue gal. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Jay Rockefeller. You thank found you. my G spot. So yes, congrats. exactly. <laughs> just because the irony of that is so perfect. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, and, and the, I mean, the the minor chord of irony is the is I think we've already mentioned this, but I'm not sure. Uh, the Republicans who were gathered piteously around a microphone saying, please stop talking about Medicare. Yeah, well, he wrote to the president. I th- did I say that this is the beginning of the podcast? I don't know. wrote a letter to the president and said, you know, could we please let bygones be bygones and back off? And we know both sides do it. Yeah. You know, both sides do make, say things about Medicare to get votes. Yeah. Well, some of people lie about <laughs> Yes. About the record, and other people just say, "Look what he voted for." Here's the text of the bill that he mm-hmm. supported. Mm-hmm. And, Wait a minute, is it possible he didn't read the bill? Well, I want to know what happened the to the party of personal responsibility. I I, I want to know what happened to the party of personal responsibility and the summer last summer of yeah. read the bill, read yeah. the bill. You know, which yeah. of course most people didn't. I, yeah. I remember distinctly riding uh taking that long ride between the cornfield and the castle yeah and listening to a a cornfield preacher saying you know this is about 2000 pages and you all may not read the whole thing but i have and let me tell you what i found and oh, proceeded yeah. to just lie his fucking ass off presumably from a pulpit under a cross yeah. but it was this is big and complicated and you're not very bright so i'll tell you what really is happening liberals want to kill your grandma yeah right and of course right, you know right. that's that's what the big and, and people the believe bill. that yeah. yes yeah yeah, they do, and they still do, and that's the problem with America. <laughs> yes, and ha- get the government to keep its hands off my Medicare. Yes. Yeah. We want to thank our listeners. You guys are great. We love you. We are in the middle of a gas money fundraiser. <laughs> we are we are driving with the kids up to Netroots Nation, and 
Uh, our current fundraiser is that you may contribute a gallon of gas. Just click on the um, gas spigot on our website, <laughs> professionalleftoflogspot.com. We love hearing from you. Feel free to email us. Our email address is proleftpodcast at gmail.com. I, I had an email from a college friend of mine this week who is mm-hmm. a partner in a law firm who wondered why we said our podcast is not safe for work and then told people they could listen to us at work with no download and no registration. Yeah, well, you know, and, we're bad and he people, said, I'm sitting why. here with no pants listening yes. at work to your podcast. I said, put your pants on and grab a pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. Oh, headphones, pants, oh, got it. Oh, okay. You didn't, you didn't say that, and I am, in fact, a lawyer, so, so you know. <laughs> exactly. So... To our to my lawyer buddy from college, uh, got to tell you, it is pants optional, but headphones are recommended at yes. work. And to your lawyer buddy from college, this podcast is the eighth exception to the hearsay rule. So, oh, okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah. At our website, you may listen to our podcast with no download and no registration. We are also on iTunes. And last weekend, I read aloud to Drift Glass the. The very kind reviews, mostly very, very kind reviews. They were. That uh, were left at the iTunes page. If you look up Professional Left Podcast on iTunes, see the screen where you subscribe that shows a list of our episodes. If you scroll all the way down to the bottom of that page, that's where you can rate and review our podcast. And uh, we love our iTunes listeners. Thank you so much for subscribing and listening on iTunes as well. How are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, the Internet Kitties would like to remind you that in advance of the end of the world, you should consider deeding all your property to the Internet Kitties. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, loving, loving. Let's forget about the whining and the crying, the shooting and the dying and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. This podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2011, Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast. I wish you were here. The kids are going to put on a play, by the way. Oh, don't. See, this is what, you know, I can't tell you how awesome domestic life has. I have been to more handwritten plays and yeah. handmade fashion shows. Yes, you and have. Oh, my gosh. Suck it, the you know? fashion shows are Seriously. unbelievable, aren't they? Who is- who is luckier than me? This is part of their you know, oeuvre. It is. This is so. they're, they're doing like August Wilson. We're doing a whole history of you know <laughs> of the country in our lifetime. The eldest, when she gets you know frustrated, the two girls, yeah, yeah. She she goes upstairs. You know, she dramatically announces from the staircase, "I'm going to go upstairs and write a book, <laughs> and or or perhaps create a diorama or a mobile of some kind <laughs> to express myself artistically." <laughs> and what can you say to that? But you go and do that. You go and you, work out you your You go and anger. do that. You, and, and put on, I will curate that exhibit, you know? Yes. And happily so. I mean, how lucky am I? How yeah. lucky am I? Anyway. Well, anyway, it, it just reminds nothing. me of that cartoon in the Harvard Lampoon of mm-hmm. kids die the darndest deaths. And it was the, the kids of Harvard professors and they were just <laughs> driving their dad crazy. All he wanted to do was watch the hockey game and... They came running in wanting to show him their Caldermobile and their <laughs> talk about dismantling their yurt because of the meditation <laughs> mantra wasn't right. And just, you know, what seven-year-old has a lunchbox with Guernica on it? Well, and, and for, 
for those of you out there who are, you know, who, whether this makes it on the podcast or not, uh, for those of you out there who might be listening to this portion of the podcast, um, remember that stuff costs nothing. Yeah. It costs, you know, it's, it's construction paper, tape, and attention. Yeah. yeah. And everything else, the whole, the, the, you know, there are 50 universes in there, in each of their heads. Yeah. Struggling yeah. to get out. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it, this costs, art, yeah. music, and all of the rest of the things that make a human being human mm-hmm. costs virtually nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And they're worth every penny of it. They are. Anyway, so, proceeding, so just getting uh, back is, to to this whole thing with common, I'm I'm yeah. sorry for the the interlude there, but there is there is definitely theater going on at my house yes. right now. Well, from poetry <laughs> to theater, from poetry to theater. Yes, common would be would approve. I think I think common would say would be totally down with that. You know what'll happen is on the drive to Netroots Nation, the middle child will make. One too many Calder mobiles in the back seat, and you'll just kick her out in the road. Mother, it's very close to perpetual motion. It doesn't count unless there's zero energy loss. Now, it's generating excess energy. Then it's not perpetual motion, is it? I'm sorry. I thought it was cold fusion. Yeah. Uh, shut up. You're yeah, leaving sorry. the cornfield. But wait. We have paint, and we want to make Jackson Pollock pictures. This- Stop! What? What? The light is perfect here. Right. Impressionism or Dada? Which should we do today? <laughs> you know, this reminds me of Arles. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bad, I'm afraid. I'm it really afraid is. It really and is that bad. Again, how lucky am I? Oh, I'm so. glad you feel that way. <laughs> I really do. 